This is the weekly message from Hope Church Malmesbury. We're so glad you can join us. This week's sermon is part of our series, The Promise and the Purpose. We're walking slowly through the Gospel of Luke, verse by verse, promise by promise. Find out more about Hope Church and how to support our ministry at www.thehope.church. I hope this message will help you to see the good purpose that God has for your life and help you to walk in faith and rely on his promises every day. Here's the message. Well, I think the last, the the chorus of the last song there was actually my sermon. So I could almost sit down there. (laughs) We've sung it. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Incredible. Yeah, good morning, everybody. My name's Dave Jones, if you don't know me already, and I'm, I'm one of the elders here at Hope Church. Um, and in fact, I consider myself truly blessed today. And I think my wife preached last week, as you know, and I think of the two of us, I am Pastor Mark's favorite preacher. <laughs> okay? Sue, Sue had the challenge last week of preaching from just three verses of Scripture, I have four. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> lucky, lucky me. <laughs> cool. So just, just for a moment, t- take a look around you, just at the people that are here. Just turn around in your seat and just see who's... Because when you're sat in the front, you don't see the people that come in behind and so forth. So our congregation, that's not all our congregation, Okay because there are going to be people watching the service uh, later today, maybe tomorrow, maybe next week, maybe even in a year's time. So our congregation is wider than this. Now, why am I saying that in particular? I've got some quite unusual challenges in the message this morning and that, that God just brought up in my heart. And I just feel that some of them is especially for people watching. Okay, so this is not just a word for these folks that are here. This is a word for you. So listen good. And I would, just in, I would just encourage you that if your life is touched by the message you hear today, please email us. Okay, it's very easy. It's info, I-N-F-O, at thehope.church. It's as easy as that. Okay, cool. Let's jump right in. So, Luke uh, chapter 6. As you know, we're, we got, we're sort of meandering, I guess. It's, it's not a race through, it, it's a meander. Um, going through the Gospel of Luke at the moment. I can't remember how many weeks it is. Is it really that long, Dave? Um, it's got 40-something, 40 40 okay. This is week 43. 43, there you go. So, and we're on Luke 6. But hey, we're at the end of Luke 6, which is really good. Now don't, now, don't knock it, okay? Don't knock it. Because one of the things that we do at Hope here is we do have this mix of what I call thematic teaching, which is where we preach on a particular theme. Um, and then we have these, also these detailed expositions where we go through a book or through a, a chapter of a book in detail. And it's good to have that mix. Some churches will only give you one of them, but you get both here, okay? And I was looking back, in fact, and we did a, a, a whole year uh, on uh, the leap of faith, basically, and the whole year was thematic. So it's good to ring the changes a bit. So we're going to jump right in at, at Luke 
chapter 6, verse 46. So this is the end of the so-called, well, towards the end of the so-called Sermon on the Plain, and it's Jesus that's speaking. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? That's a very simple challenge, isn't it? All right. We could almost stop, stop there. <laughs> Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? So first of all, let's just understand here. If we call Jesus Lord, it, it's because, I guess, we're Christians. So just reminding us from uh, Romans chapter 10, uh, verse 9 and 10, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you believe in your heart, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And there's no caveats to that. Okay? There's no caveats to that. So if you're listening today, and you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, and you confess with your mouth... Is Jesus is your Lord, you will be saved. That's what the scripture says. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Incredible. So here we have, we confess Jesus is Lord. Okay, so if Jesus is Lord, then that requires us to respond to him being Lord. So hence he asks this question. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? So as I sort of grappled with this, I came out with three excuses, or three reasons, I think, that people sometimes use to, to answer the Lord, if you like. Um, so my three reasons are this. I'm doing what the Lord asks, Brother Dave. Whoa, that's awesome. <laughs> you, got, you got it sorted then, yep. Yep, I got it sorted. I'm doing what the Lord asks. Perfect. Excellent. The next one is, well, to be honest, Brother Dave, I'm not quite sure what the Lord is asking. Okay. That's a, that's a very good one. And finally, no one tells me what to do. All right. No one tells me what to do. Now, you might not crystallize it in quite that way, but that's actually the heart response. So I really want to look at these three kind of reasons that people give in answer to that question. And I'm going to go in reverse order, if you like. So I'm going to start with, uh, no one tells me what to do. So, uh, reading on in Luke, so the next three verses. So this then makes my four verses. Uh, Luke 6, 47. Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against the house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation, against which the stream beat vehemently and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great." So if we look at these two people that are spoken of in this parable, both came to Jesus, okay? Both hear his sayings, but one responds to those sayings in some way, and the other one 
either doesn't respond or responds in a different way. Okay, but let's just look at not responding to start with. So in a sense, you could go to church. Okay, you could listen to a really good sermon. You could listen to one of my sermons, for example. (laughs) Um, So... Um, you, could, you could even shout amen, you know, halfway through the message you go, amen brother Dave yeah, preach, preach it brother praise the Lord and as we go from this place you could, you could shake my hand maybe, maybe not in COVID times, you stand two feet away and you wave at me like this um, but you're basically saying, yeah Dave that was a good word you know, thank you for that word and then you go home and the next day, I wouldn't say it's forgotten but it's probably forgotten. Maybe you don't even open your Bible. You, you probably don't pray. Maybe you pray once during the week. So there's no ongoing relationship with Jesus. There's no acting on the word. There's no doing. So you might not crystallize it as no one tells me what to do, but you don't respond. There's no, there's no corresponding action to the word. So why is it that people do that? And as I was praying about this, I really came up with Father Heart of God. So what happens is people's relation, people put on God their relationship with their own Father. So if they see God as very authoritarian, then that can breed rebellion. Because basically, your Father never demonstrated love towards you. He always told you what to do. There was never any love. And you become resentful. And what happens as we grow up and we become Christians, we can put that, the way we see our own dads, onto Father God. And we do not respond to his commands. So some, some have heard this story. So for those of you that have heard this story already, forgive me, but there's many that haven't. And for people that are watching, they wouldn't have heard the story either. <clears throat> years and years ago, um, I was a Christian and when I prayed, I felt there was a ceiling on my relationship with God. Okay? In some way, I couldn't break through. And um, I went along to this meeting. It was in the Pool Arts Centre down near Bournemouth. And it was a meeting that was ran by an organisation called Youth with a Mission. YWAM, I think. They're still around these days. And this guy came out onto the stage and he started talking about relating to Father relating to God as father and how our relationships with our own earthly father can spoil our relationship with God as father and it was like I was the only place in the, in, in the auditorium I mean this guy was talking to me and I thought he's going to ask us to respond he's going to ask us to respond and one of those I don't I get it okay when people don't like to come out when there's prayer I get it alright I've been there <laughs> I'm sat four or five rows back and I'm thinking he's going to ask us to respond I'm going to have to get out of my seat and go down the front but the word was speaking to me I had to respond to this word in some way anyway God's so good and the guy just said if this word has really spoken to you I want you to stand up where you are so I'd already purposed in my head I was going to stand up so as I stood up it was like there was dynamite underneath me I stood up really quickly and as I stood up I just thought I've harboured all this unforgiveness towards my earthly father because he never demonstrated love toward me 
<laughs> and I wept like a baby, absolutely wept like a baby. And at that moment in time, I knew that God loved me and God accepted me for who I was. I didn't have to be anybody. I didn't have to do anything at that point in time. The ceiling went, if you like. I recognized God as Father and that he loved me unconditionally. And that's true of every person in this place. And that's true of every person listening to this message right now. But maybe what I'm saying has struck a chord with you. And what I would ask then is you do what I did. And that is you forgive. When you forgive, forgiveness doesn't deal with the memory. Okay, you will still have memories. You'll still maybe have unhappy memories that we don't, we don't dwell on. Okay, but it will deal with the root in your life. Okay, so we forgive on the basis of what Jesus has done for us. And it's really easy, okay? All we have to do, I'm just looking at the camera now if you're wondering who I'm looking at. I'm not looking at any of you guys in particular, okay? I'm just looking at this camera and I'm just saying, all you have to do is forgive and forgiveness is an act of our will, okay? We don't feel like forgiving, we don't want to forgive necessarily, but we forgive as an act of our will. We decide, I am going to forgive this person and I forgive on the basis of my forgiveness. And right now, in the name of Jesus, I let that person go. And you just do that wherever you are. You could be listening on a train to a podcast. You could be sat in your own living room. Maybe you're on your own. Maybe you're with others. But just do that right now. Just forgive. Let that person go. In the name of Jesus. On the basis of the forgiveness that you've received. And if there's anybody in this room for that applies, you can do the same. Just receive that forgiveness. Hallelujah. Is not God good? And he loves us unconditionally. Unconditionally. So, what we want is we want a living relationship with Jesus. Okay? The, 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 the person in this parable dug deep. He dug deep. And uh, we, need to do, we need to do that. Okay, I'm not sure what the last the Lord asks. So... I'm not sure what the Lord is asking me to do. So 1 John chapter 3, verse, I'm going to read 22 and 23. And and whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment. You ready? This is it. That we should believe on the name of Jesus Christ and love one another as he gave us commandment. So for the New Testament believer, that is it. Okay, at its core of our obedience to God, that is it. It's as simple and yet it's as hard as that. Okay, so when Jesus says we go preach the gospel, we go preach the gospel because we love people and we don't want them to go to hell, to put it bluntly, okay? Um, when the word of God says if, if you're having a hard time from Satan and the word, says, word of God says draw nigh unto God resist the devil and he will flee from you we do that because we love ourselves okay so at, it, at its heart of obedience is love <laughs> and believing on the name that's great Dave so how can I love how can I love um, 
Well, God first loved us, and I've talked about how Father God loves us and accepts us for who we are. Uh, Romans 5.5. 5. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Let me read that again. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So, back in 1 John, the, 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 the Greek word used for love there is the, the agape word, okay? And for those of you that have been in Christian circles for a long time, knows that that's the word that is the love for the unlovely, in a sense. <laughs> um, that is God's love for us, and that's what he commands us to, to love other people. And he places his love in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So if we're struggling, we can just ask for a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I'm finding it really hard to love this person I work with. <laughs> um, yeah, if you don't get at those. You don't have people at work that really annoy you, okay? Well, hallelujah. <laughs> uh, my, I had a pastor once who used to call them an amog, a means of grace, a way of developing in you all those qualities, you know. Yeah, so Lord, just help me to love this person, to love this person. Now, I remember one of these people, his name was Peter, okay? And um, it's not where I currently work, in, in case you're watching, guys, okay? Um, it's not that Peter. Um, and and this, this guy really used to annoy me. And I was challenged, okay? I had to act on the word. I, I knew I was in the wrong place. I had to love this guy. And as I was praying, I just felt God say to me, you know the difference between you and him, David? You know, you know I love you. He doesn't. <laughs> and when you see things in God's light, suddenly it's easier to handle, isn't it? So, I, okay, so how do I demonstrate your love towards this guy, Lord? Okay, so what do we do? What do we need to do? We need to um, act on uh, that word and just uh, on this obedience and just try to move towards loving people and believing on that name. Okay, finally I just want to talk at um, I'm doing what the Lord asks. Whoa, nice one. Um, but can we just ask a few questions just to make sure? <laughs> um, so first of all, let's just clarify these, this uh, uh, mention of foundations. Um, we, we can read about foundations in Ephesians 2.19. So remember, <laughs> we might have forgotten by now, but what we're basically talking about is these two people. Uh, one builds a foundation and puts it on a rock uh, and builds his house on that. And the other one doesn't seem to build a foundation. He builds a house, but it's built on sand. One withstands the storm, one doesn't. So, I'm doing what the Lord asks. Okay. Ephesians 2.19. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. So, here we have what the foundation is. The foundation is the foundation of the apostles and prophets and Jesus Christ himself being the cornerstone. So if you like, Jesus is the word 
um, it says in it says we don't have it here, but John one says, um, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God, and the word was God. Later on in John's gospel, it says, and the word became flesh, and dwelt among us. So the person who built a foundation and put the foundation on the rock, it says he digged deep. He digged deep, which implies to me effort. All right. Um, I'm not a great digger, <laughs> but digging is hard work, especially when the soil is clay. All right? um, I, my gardener friend's not here. I, I have some gardeners here. My gardener friend Howard's not here today. I'm sure he would identify with that. Digging can be hard work, yet the exhortation from this parable is to dig deep. That requires effort effort to dig into the word to understand, look for those things okay Lord, I, how can I show love towards this person in this situation, show me from your word lead me, guide me how do I act out what you're asking me to do, to love people and then the foundation is built on a rock, I love this uh, from Psalm 18 verse 2 the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Hallelujah. <laughs> Such a good one, isn't it? The Lord is my rock. So we're placing our foundation of the word on top of God the rock. He is my rock and my fortress. Okay, so what's all this stuff then about a flood? So the flood comes, and the house that's built with the foundation and on the rock stands. In fact, it says that the house is not even shaken, which is incredible, isn't it? And not only does the other house fall, it falls instantly. So what's that all about? Well, a lot of people have different views of this. Okay, So some people will say, well, it's the storms of life, Dave. Okay, so what's being referred to there is the storms of life. Well, okay, that's interesting, but the word used is actually flood. And flood, in the minds of the hearers that Jesus was talking to at this point in time, would probably only have one connotation. And they would be thinking of Noah's flood. Okay, Noah's flood from Genesis 6. Noah's flood was a flood of judgment. Okay, the, 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 the flood covered the earth. And Noah and his family were preserved on this, on this boat, on this ark, as you know. Okay, so I personally believe that the flood that's spoken of in this passage is a flood of judgment. But what's tremendous is the house stands completely. And in fact, let's be very clear here. The judgment for Christians is different from the judgment for the world. So let's have a look at the judgment for Christians. 1 Corinthians 3.11.15. Oh, you didn't know Christians were going to be judged. <laughs> Watch this space. But don't worry, okay? This, 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 this is sort of reassuring. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians 3.11. For no other foundation, there's that word again, for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid. This is Paul writing to the church at Corinth. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation 
with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear. For the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. And if anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. So for people that are saying, Dave, I got this all sussed, I would just say, well, okay, check your foundation. Do you have the foundation in place? And what are you building? Because we can be doing an incredible amount of stuff, but is that what God is asking us to do? And that's why I say at its heart, at its heart, we're asked to believe on the name and love one another. So that that should be a test in a sense, okay? So why do people get here early in the morning to set this stuff up, okay? Because they love you. And they want a nice place for you to sit and be comfortable and good sound to hear so that you can hear this message and enjoy it. And the people can be listening tonight, tomorrow, next week, a year, two year, five year for now, should the Lord tarry and hear this word. So what are we building? What are we building? Um, But what's tremendous here is that we're saved by grace. Okay, we're saved by grace. So we can end up with nothing. (laughs) No reward, but we're still saved. Okay, we're still saved, and that's tremendous, isn't it? That's, That's the goodness of God, I think. But there's a real challenge for us here to to build the house. And the challenge is is what what are we building? What are we building? Are we doing the things Jesus asked? Or are we doing things, lots of stuff that looks good? The house looks nice, but it's not actually what he has asked us to build. That's what I wrote in my notes here. Okay, summarizing. doing okay Dave there's a few minutes to go so the key uh, one of the keys here is I got is to dig deep okay I, I, I was as I was preparing this I was just struck by that phrase dig deep which requires this effort so we come to Jesus we hear his word we dig deep I, I don't quite understand that word I don't understand that word David preached so I need to look up a few more scriptures you know, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be confirmed. Let me just dig deep. Let me put in a foundation of the word. Yeah, actually, what, what he was saying talks a lot of sense. It matches up with what scripture is saying here. And I receive that challenge. I'm going to be challenged and I'm going to start building this. Lord, lead me. What do I need to do to put that word into practice in my life today? Lead me to the people that you want me to demonstrate love to. How can I practically show your love for that person? Yeah, so we just, so if you like, that obedience is stemming out of a relationship with Jesus. Okay, and that's the point I was trying to make earlier on with the Father Heart of God. Our obedience is coming out of this relationship that we have with Jesus, it's ongoing. So we're sensitive to the promptings of the Spirit. What are you saying to me today, Lord? 
Oh, you want me to call so-and-so? Okay, I'll give them a quick call. Oh, you want me to send them an email or something? Oh, you want me to actually drop round and put a meal outside their house? Oh, you want me to give them some money, maybe? Just being sensitive to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. So it's a, a daily walk, a daily walk. But at its heart, believe on the name and obedience. And when we're all done, not only will we have built our house on the rock, Hopefully, it will be a house of silver, gold, and precious stones, uh, not straw and stubble. Hallelujah. So let's just pray. Father, I just uh, thank and praise you for your word for us today. And Father, I just thank and praise you for your word for the people that are listening online. Maybe that's today, maybe that's tomorrow, next week, whenever, Lord. And uh, Father, I just thank you. I would just pray the same for them that I would pray for the people here, Lord, that we would just have a fresh revelation of your love for us. Uh, Lord, I would just pray that for everybody here in the sound of my voice, that we would have a fresh revelation of your love for us. And Lord, as, as we see that, as we, as we experience that in our lives, so we would just uh, really demonstrate clear love for other people in very practical ways, Lord. In Jesus' mighty and wonderful name. Amen.